Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, the creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that, among other things. Be forewarned, sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Good day or evening or afternoon or whatever time it may be to you. Good day to you. So I may finally finish a car project. This is my third car project. I haven't actually finished anything, like not completely done. Uh, but this is a Honda Pilot. It is looking good at this point. A few small things. The big one is the headliner. The headliner has been more trouble than replacing the water pump, which requires removing the engine mount and like basically the entire front end and everything. The headliner is ridiculous. I don't quite understand why Honda makes it ridiculous. And it's got these, it's only, it's a very top clip. You know, all cars have these plastic clips that they snap into the metal body panels or the structure, metal structure. And so this one, it's got like a grommet in the structure and then a clip that's part of the panel and they fit together. And I was having a heck of a time separating the two. I mean, they just were not separating and the first one just broke completely. And even when it released from the panel and it's still stuck in the car, I couldn't get the plastic clip released from the grommet in the structure. I uh, ended up breaking it completely, but the thing would just not move. So I looked it up and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing here? And th I saw two YouTube videos about how to remove your Honda Pilot's interior. And both of them, they did not have this kind of clip. They had the typical normal clip. I guess I have a special year. That's great for me. Finally found something from a, like a Honda service manual that said that it's a plastic grommet and clip and that you have to break them to get them out and you just buy new ones and replace them when you put them back in, which seems ridiculous. So I'm not putting that crap back in. Um, the bad thing though, you can't use a normal plastic clip because the throat on like the way these clips clip into the plastic panel, like the throat is a lot deeper on these funky clips. So I can't just use normal clips. So I might say I have to find something or uh, craft something. I don't know. But this uh, this headliner or something. Did not realize the headliner, the glue had completely released. It's just with so many lights and handles and different things in the ceiling. I didn't quite realize the whole thing had released. It is. It had released. I used a pneumatic orbital sander to get all the remaining foam off. What I didn't realize is the foam that was kicking to the floor still had adhesive on it as I was stepping on it. Like I have, I had adhesive all over my floor, completely stuck. So I had to scrub that off because I don't want to let crap on my floor. It's been a job. It's funny the headliner has been a bigger job than the water pump or anything else, but so it is. And then to delay things, there aren't many fabric stores around anymore. I, I just thought, oh yeah, you know, I'll go to a local fabric store, see if they have headliner material, if they can get me headliner material. And there are no local places, so it's just a matter of coordinating all that. Past that, what else needs to be done? I need a seatbelt replaced. For some reason, one of the seatbelts, one of the third row seatbelts, completely, like the spring mechanism that retracts the belt, completely rusted. Like it just, I knew it wouldn't retract. Uh, and, you know, you kind of pull it out, it wouldn't really pull. I'd probably just because it's but it wouldn't retract. So I removed more interior panels, pulled it out. And you can just look through the little cover. It's kind of translucent. It's completely rusted in there. And you, like, you squeeze it, it's crunchy. I don't know why it rusted like that, but it did. And I don't think that's going to be any good. I don't think there's any way to repair it. Uh, I think it's better just not to fool with it. So now I need to find a junkyard nearby, see if they have a seatbelt. Uh, I did a search online of junkyards. And the closest one was pretty good drive away, over an hour. I don't really want to drive an hour. eBay's got some, but they're a little more than I'd like to spend. So I'm hoping... Maybe there's a local junkyard that's not showing up on the internet search, and I can find that seatbelt. And then I need a bunch of timing belt cover bolts. You know, the car, the timing belt covers, timing belt covers were off when I got the car. I don't have all the bolts. I'm missing five of them. 
And if you were to go to Amazon or eBay, $8 a piece. That'd be $40 in timing cover bolts. I don't want to do that. I think a junk car, if I'm buying a seatbelt, I'll probably just throw those bolts in if, you know, whatever vehicle I'm pulling the seatbelt out of has it. So I'm hoping for that because I would like to get this thing back normal, back complete. I'm missing a bunch of plastic clips and the fender liners and the front and, you know, front air dam, all that stuff. Need all that. Uh, but yeah, waiting on the headliner. I've got a store I'm going to go to. And really, the reason I'm going to a brick and mortar store is that it's cheaper than buying it online, you know, the price per yard. While I'm waiting on you know, to the timing for all this kind of stuff, I have these metal cabinets. I don't know what they're used for, but they're they seem somewhat old. Definitely not new. You know, they've got like these rounded radius corners and stuff. Just look a little look very vintage. And the thing is, they've got a bunch of metal shelf clips, and I haven't been using them. They kind of been sitting as I figure out what to do with them. And now with all these car projects and I'm acquiring car tools and everything, I think these cabinets would be great for that. They had three shelves between the two of them. They're about, well, I guess these things are five feet tall. And they use plasters with metal shelf clips. Only six clips, so you can only really hang one shelf. One shelf was screwed in, which moves a little bit flexibly like that. You know, these whole, whole reason for these shelf clips so that you can move them up and down as needed. I was thinking I could get like 100 shelf clips for five bucks. No, man, like shelf clips are expensive. I ended up getting 20 shelf clips for seven dollars bit of an overpay but it was the best price i could find and that's how many i want i want six shelves total between these two cabinets i only have three and yeah you could do like a piece of plywood or something but i want these things to look authentic and uh oe original equipment i just don't want a ply piece of plywood in there as a shelf while it'd be certainly functional i want the aesthetic to be there i want these things to look like they are original so i'm going to make metal shelves they are the metal shelves you know, they're about what? I think a foot by two feet is basically the depth and width of these cabinets. I may be a little off, but it gives you the ballpark. Uh, I've got some scrap metal. I've been saving it forever. The scrap metal I have is from a dryer. I had an old dryer, stopped working. And if I'd known more then, if I'd known then who I know now, probably could have fixed it. You know, I realized after I got a new one and I was saying that part, I was like, well, I've got this old one. I might as well take it apart and see how it works. It just the the wiring to the heating elements wiring's gotten old corroded and broke and that's why but yeah probably need a new one probably good works out so i've got the metal that i salvaged from this dryer and i'm just going to use that to make these metal shelves now i need to bend the metal around all four sides of the shelf i've got a metal break i've made i'm not sure how heavy duty it is i don't know if it can bend the gauge of metal i have i hope it will now if i do bend it on the long sides this is not a compound break so i can't bend it on the short sides but at that point what I would do, and I would do this if my metal break will not be sufficient enough to bend the metal, is just get a get plywood, put on each side, clamp it down, and then just use like a hammer and two by four to slowly bend the edge down. Uh, you know, use plywoods because you get a nice sharp edge, you get a nice sharp radius, and then two by four is just thicker so you don't break through the plywood or anything. And so if the long sides do bend on my metal break, well, I'll just cut a piece of plywood and two by four the inside width of the shelf and use that to get these things. But I want I want the shelves I make to look like they're factory, like they match the other ones. And that's what I'm going for. And the lucky thing is my dryer was white. These cabinets and shelves are white. So I don't even have to paint it. Like it and they're all like dirty looking. So it works out perfectly. That's a neat little cabinet. I mean, things always looked really cool, which is why I still have it. I've hung on to it because it looks cool. And I'm like, one day I'm going to have a use for that. And now, that day, it's here. I'm using Putting all my automotive-related tools in these cabinets. Because my, my primary shop is more woodworking and DIY craft type stuff and not you know there's certainly some automotive stuff uh, but not that much but 
that aspect of my shop is growing and needs its own space. Because I'm, I mean, after borrowing a power ratchet, yeah, man, I need a power ratchet. So I've been on the lookout for one of those. It's one of those things that I didn't know I was missing until I had one. And now that I got, well, until I used one, I borrowed one. And after borrowing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so convenient. So now every time I'm using a hand ratchet, I'm like, oh, you know, why am I not using a power ratchet? I mean, I don't have one, that's why. But why, why don't I ever think of this? Beautiful thing. Yeah, I do want to rant about social media for a bit. I mean, you know, what good would it do, honestly? But I just, I want to rant. I'm on Instagram less and less. Because instead of seeing images from accounts that I follow, it's ads and these suggested accounts I should follow. I just want to see the accounts I'm following. I want to see cars and woodworking projects. That's what I follow. That's what I see. But my feed is inundated with ads. And why don't you follow this account? No, I want to follow the accounts I follow. That's why I follow them. I don't want you to suggest me anything. I don't want you to show me any more ads. I just want to see the accounts. And, and yeah, then too, it annoyed me when it used to be your feed would be chronologically chronological, you know, whatever was posted most recently to show first. Now they rearrange all that where it's posted some weird algorithm they have because you get into this doom scroll where you keep scrolling forever because you don't like it used to be, oh, you've scrolled to where you last have seen stuff. Well, now that's out of order. Who knows? You just keep on scrolling forever. Except I don't. I just close the app. I'm going to Instagram less and less. At this point, I just use it as a repository for my photos. That's its only use now. I and mean, it's quickly losing any amount of value. And even YouTube. Even YouTube is pushing shorts. I've got my YouTube feed. And it used to just list all the videos I subscribe to. Well, now it's pushing shorts into the feed. Well, I don't want to see shorts in my feed. Like, just why not just let me do my thing? But all these social media companies, they can't. They've got to try to snag you and trick you. And man, it is annoying. It really is. Oh, you know, I do have one other project. I don't know if I'll go too far into it because it's not done. And I'm hesitant to talk about projects that aren't done. This one ain't even started. But I have bought the metal. I have two four foot by four foot pieces of metal, uh, steel. And the plan is to cut out the shape of a Sasquatch, like a Sasquatch silhouette. It is a gift. It is not for me, but it's a gift for somebody. And so what they can do is once I cut these pieces of metal out, they can take them and attach them to a building or whatever they want to attach them to and have a Sasquatch. And I'm just going to, uh, you know, if you search Google for Sasquatch silhouette, apparently there's only one in existence because every silhouette that comes up, like page after page, all the same, that's fine. Modified it to fit because I've got eight foot by four foot and the silhouette, you know, he's walking. So like the arms are kind of wide, the feet are kind of wide. And I wanted to utilize the full eight feet, but if I try to squeeze the arms and feet in, it's a very skinny looking Sasquatch. So I've kind of made his gait a little less wide. And I'm going to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking right now, like a pneumatic saw, just because that gives you a really nice smooth cut. Now I'm tempted to do an uh, angle grinder with a cutoff wheel because that'd be really quick. But this cuts a little rougher and there's some amount of detail in this. But holy cow, man, that the pneumatic saw is going to take a while. I mean, that's... If it's four by eight, that is 24 feet perimeter. But it's not like I'm just cutting the perimeter. I got to go in and out like detail. I mean, so cutting 30 feet of material, whew, that is a lot. I might need to invest in some metal cutting blades because I'm pretty sure I'm going to dull those out with all that. I think those are all the projects. I mean, I've, I've, you know, it seems like cleaning my basement is a perpetual thing. And with cleaning my basement, it's always, do I try to sell this stuff? I've had mixed results on Facebook marketplace and i only use facebook marketplace because at one point i just and the majority like 90 percent of the responses i got were from facebook 
So I thought, why am I trying to maintain all these other sites? I think it's OfferUp and Craigslist. Was there anything else? I don't know. But I just didn't get many responses from those. And Facebook always seemed like if you had something good, it'd sell pretty quickly. So apparently the stuff I've put on lately is no good. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. I mean, Facebook is annoying because you have to keep renewing your ads every week. You need to renew them. And that really does help. I mean, I've noticed that if I don't renew, I don't get, like, I may get a couple responses, not very many. If I renew these ads every week, I do get responses. Now, I would say 80% of the responses I get go nowhere. But like, hey, is this still available? Because that's Facebook's standard, like, canned response when you're interested. Like, Facebook gives you that response. And I cut to the chase and say, yes, it's available. I will meet you here. What day and time works? Because, you know, I'm trying to, like, get rid of all this back and forth. Like, yeah, I got it. Let's meet. Give me a day and time. Let's do it. And 80% of people never respond past that. Like, why did you message me about this if you don't want it? I don't know. I do always respond to everybody that messages me. I never leave it. I'm, I never don't respond. I mean, some of the questions I get are ridiculous. You know, like I had something where someone's like, what the si- what's the size? And I want to respond, the size is in the ad. That's why I made the ad. Read the ad instead of just looking at the picture. But I was nice because, you know, when you're trying to whittle money out of somebody's hand, you got to be nice about it. So I am. But man, it is ridiculous. And, you know, I meet these people, don't meet at the Moan House. I just, not no interest in that. But when, you know, even if they give me a time, if they do not tell me what car they're driving, I don't go. Um, you know, I, I will go there 10 minutes. And if they don't show up in 10 minutes, I'll leave. I've only been stood up twice. Um, that's probably like two dozen, maybe three dozen sales. But, you know, lately I've posted a lot of stuff lately and I just haven't gotten a lot of response. Or I've got a lot of response, like nobody really biting. And it leads me to believe that maybe this stuff is just not very good. But I don't know. I mean, when I look at what I'm selling, all of it's used. I look at what is the price new? I set my price at half. Uh, you know, if it's in good condition. You know, all my stuff is in great condition. I take great care of all my stuff. And, you know, that method has served me well for many of things. But I think, too, on Facebook, it seems like automotive and tools do best on Facebook. Maybe that's why I'm not selling a whole lot right now. But, man, you know, to renew it every week, that's that's annoying. Sometimes I forget. But you really you got to renew it every week because if you don't, I guess they just suppress it in search. I don't know. I just know that when I renew it, I always get a bunch of messages. Where I don't renew it, I get nothing. And it's funny, too, because some of it was almost just comes down to timing. I mean, some of these things have probably been on Facebook you know, when I renew for over a year, maybe sometimes two or three years. And I've had stuff that, you know, will sell in a week, which is good stuff. I've had stuff that has been on there over a year. And then somebody will just message me and say, hey, yeah, I want it. And like, there's no fuss. There's no muss. They just, I tell them it's available. I tell them when I'll meet and where. And they say, hey, will this day work? And I say, yes. We exchange information and we go. Uh, and it's funny. Like the stuff's been, been for sale for a year. You know, they could have tried to talk me down in price because I would have gone down in price. It's weird. It's a weird, strange beast. But it's just also a frustrating beast. Hey, so if you've been wondering what I've been watching, well, I just finished Justified City Primeval. I enjoy the original Justified series. Timothy Elephant plays U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens. Just great character, great show, you know, very kind of, I don't want to say film noir, but kind of like Western mystery film noir. This miniseries has been a lot of fun, really great. Boyd Holbrook plays the villain, and I really like his character because you never know what he's going to do. And he's just not written like the typical bad guy in series and movies. And, you know, a lot of what he does makes you uncomfortable. Uh, and just just the way he is, the way he exists. And it really kind of feeds back into like creating this character that's a bit of a monster. And, of course, Raylan Givens, great character, you know, very sardonic, very uh, dry wit. 
the miniseries is great. I think it just, yeah, it just finished yesterday, the day before. I don't know. Really good. If you enjoyed Justified, you got to watch this. If you didn't watch Justified, you don't even have to. Like, if you'd never seen it, you could jump right into the series and you wouldn't lose anything. You wouldn't be missing anything. I mean, yeah, there might be some side characters like, oh, I've never, you know, uh, is that supposed to be somebody important? But you're not missing anything. Great miniseries. Absolutely recommend it. I went back and I don't know if I talked about this, but I started watching. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, just because I remember at the time it was airing, people raved about that show. Uh, it just went on and on, and I just, nothing I never really had an interest in, never watched, and then it just came across my feed a while ago, and I thought, man, yeah, people always talked about that. I'm going to give it a watch. Not a big fan. You know, in the beginning, when it first starts out, it feels very much like a teen show, just, you know, teen drama type stuff, high school, all that. I didn't, you know, I didn't quite feel it. I mean, the show's big on slang and trying to invent slang. But I don't know, to me, at this point watching it, it comes across as a bit try-hard. Like, the show is trying to invent words and, like, be cutting-edge and cool. And it just, like, I don't really care. You know, when the gang goes to college, it becomes a lot more mature, you know. Instead of just dating relationships, it's sex and just, I don't know. It's like the show's just, like, pushing so hard. Like, oh, what can we do to be cool? Like, we got to be, like, cool for the kids. It really, just try-hard. I mean, that is the word. I don't know. It's vampires. It's teens. I I did. I'll say it, it was interesting enough for me to watch it through five seasons. But at the end of the fifth season, I think two or three episodes, I'm like, you know what? I think this has been my last season. And I struggled to finish the fifth season. I stopped. I started. I stopped. It's just, I don't like the show. I don't like it. I don't know why people raved about it. I think it might just be a little bit different. You know, you didn't have some of these horror vampire type shows now, horror fantasy that you do now, but uh, not a fan. I did. I rewatched Firefly. That is just, I really enjoyed that series. It is a space western in the truest sense. Because I, I love the premise. You've got these outer fringe planets that are basically the frontier. You know, there's no infrastructure on these planets. People are just trying to make a living. So it varies kind of western feel living on the frontier. And you've got this captain, Malcolm Reynolds, and his crew. They just smuggle. They do, you know, they're hard up too. Everybody's trying to make a living the best way they can. A lot of times that goes towards crime or at least criminal adjacent. And he and his crew, they're just trying to make do. And while he is a criminal and does criminal things, he also has a moral compass. So, you know, he kind of wrestle. he wrestles with that, you know, doing the right thing, even if it might cost him a payday. Great show. I've, I've told a lot of people about this show. It's one of those shows that not a lot of people heard of. I thought it was great. Funny enough, Joss Whedon, you know, his problems aside, he did, he created Buffy. He's the creator of Firefly. I really enjoyed Firefly. Um, enjoyed it the first time. Enjoyed it this time. I've turned a lot of people onto the show, mentioning it. You know, when it's like on, like so. There's a while there'd be like a marathon, on, marathon of it on around Thanksgiving. And man, at Thanksgiving, I turned a lot of people onto. It. I was like, you got to watch this. And you know, without fail, every person that get start watching this, they could not stop the marathon. Where at the end of Thanksgiving, the whole family's watching Firefly. Great show. I just love the setting. Characters are all great. You know, they all have goals. You know, good and bad, and just very f- developed. Fully realized characters. Firefly. Great. Sequest DSV. Like, this is, you know, a cut from way back, right? It's a show that I I wanted to see. I don't ever really remember watching it. But, you know, you've got this kid that's a computer hacker. And, you know, he's around my age, like a kid on a show. I mean, and they live underwater. Like, all that seemed really neat. I'm watching the first season. I think I'm halfway through. Not as good as I remember. But I'm not sure I've really watched this show. I think I may have just wanted to watch it. And... I applaud the premise of Sequest DSV. It's basically a Star Trek knockoff, but instead of exploring the frontiers of space, we're exploring the frontiers of the ocean, because we've never explored the ocean. At least that's what the show's premise is. And so I like that aspect of it, but it very much is a lot of 
Star Trek, and it raises some interesting questions. You know, there's one episode where they find the lost city of Atlantis. Atlantis? Or Alexandria? Maybe Alexandria. Yeah, the Library of Alexandria. Is that it? I think so. And so, you know, they've trying to mediate who who gets these things, who owns these things. Like, so I like the socio-political angle there. There is some sci-fi type elements, but overall, just exploring the ocean. Like, what is in the ocean? And there's some crazy stuff in the ocean. So that's kind of cool. I, I don't love it. I mean, at this point, halfway through the first season, I'd say, yeah, it kind of depends. You know, if you like sci-fi and you want something that feels a little bit like a Star Trek knockoff that's a little bit lesser, yeah, go for it. Not great by any means. I did watch Cocaine Bear. Why? Because the title is Cocaine Bear. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You know, it seemed like that movie is quite popular, and I think it all comes down to the ridiculous premise. It's like, it's, it's kind of an upper-class Sharknado. Uh, Sharknado is like a lower-class Jaws. That's kind of the realm this is in. Cocaine Bear is what the title says. It's a bear in cocaine. Uh, the movie, a lot of characters, a lot of people kind of end up in one spot in this park where this bear is. And the movie, whenever things get slow, the bear's like, hey, whenever the movie gets slow, the movie says, hey, let's bring this bear and some cocaine back and liven things up and rinse and repeat. That's the movie. I wouldn't really consider it a good movie, but I would say, like, you, you know, maybe kind of watch it because the title is Cocaine Bear and the movie coasts very far on that title, on that premise. It's the sole reason I watched it. Like, you give me a movie titled Cocaine Bear? Okay, I want to see what this bear's up to. Uh, and bears on coke. Uh, yeah. Movie's got some surprises, got some thrills, got some chills. Eh, it's not great. It's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of lowest common denominator type stuff. That's Cocaine Bear. That's what I've been watching. And with that, I'll talk to you next week, and you can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out. <laughs>